Welcome to the Restored Hope Podcast, where we talk about domestic abuse, trauma, grief recovery, stories of hope and resilience. In each episode, we'll discuss various topics such as why women stay in abusive relationships, the impact of domestic abuse on the victim's health and the children, overcoming adversity, and many more. The podcast provides helpful information to support, inspire, and empower you to regain your confidence and help you on your healing journey to move from that place of pain into your God-given purpose. I am your host, Bisi Dadebo. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome, welcome, and thank you for joining me on another episode of the Restored Hope Podcast. I have a guest with me today who will be sharing a story of being a victim of domestic abuse to survivor, now thriving and helping others to thrive as well. I will tell you a little bit about her and we'll let her introduce herself. Her name is Jola Grace Emanuel, aka The Soul Doctor. Jola Grace helps the broken, hurt, emotionally wounded and abused to ill, recover, develop the ability to believe in their abilities and feel good about themselves. She is a mental health advocate, a certified life coach, a neuro-linguistic programming therapist, and emotional freedom technique and re-imprinting therapist. She has come from a place of pain, low self-esteem, depression, and suicide ideation to a place of confidence, wholeness, fearlessness, and purpose. She has a mandate to help people understand relationship dynamics so they can live their best lives, feel good about themselves, recover from traumatic experiences, develop healthy self-esteem, boost self-confidence, and self-worth for maximum productivity in every area of their lives. Wow, wow, wow. You're welcome to the show. And thank, thank you. you for honoring my invitation. Thank wow. you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Can thank you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Who is Jola Grace? And <laughs> who is well, you, doctor? <laughs> you, you said a lot of it already. Um, uh, I am Jola Grace Emanuel. I am the soul doctor. My name is Jola Grace Emanuel, and I'm passionate about the health and the healing of the soul uh, because I'm a, I'm a person of faith, and I believe uh, the Bible says in 3 John 2 that I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So I believe that the prosperity of the soul is the foundation for the prosperity of every other area of your life. So I just really, really focus on the soul, helping people feel good about themselves, helping people love themselves, helping people look into the mirror and like what they see, accept themselves, rediscover themselves. And, you know, particularly I help those who have been broken, those who have been betrayed, those who have been hurt, those who have been abused, because uh, it's not just only the abused people that are brokenhearted or hurt. There might might be somebody that's had a a nasty upbringing, you know, where the parents were not there. It might be for for this person and the person was just broken. It might be a neighbor. It might be a boss in a place of work that, you know, uh, really psychologically or mentally took advantage of of this person. It might be a friend 
that you know disappointed you and you just couldn't believe that your friend could disappoint you like that and you find it difficult to move on you know it might be a sibling there are sometimes that there's siblings conflict and it's just so hard the level of of disappointment of betrayal is so much that some people just find it difficult to move on in their lives and this actually gets them stuck in life they're not able to rise above that hurt that betrayal that mistake and so they're just struggling through life so i help people to rise up to rise above their hurt above their pain above their betrayal above their abuse above above anything that has wounded their soul because the soul is very fragile our soul uh, consists of our mind it consists of our emotions and our will and when there's something wrong with the soul it will negatively affect every other area of yes. you know our life so i think that's me in summary <laughs> <laughs> thank you for sharing so wow you're welcome again you're welcome to the restored hope podcast so when and where did you meet your ex-husband I actually met him in a fellowship on campus. He was the pastor of the fellowship and I was a member of the campus fellowship. Okay. And when when did you get married? You know, was there courtship and the marriage? And when when did you start noticing abusing that relationship? Um, I got married in 2001. Um, and I was in the uh, in the marriage for 16 years. So that was 16 years of uh domestic violence. Um, I would say the um, the signs of abuse were there even before the marriage. But you know, um, they, they, they say that what you don't know cannot hurt you, but I beg the difference. That is the greatest fallacy of, of, of all times. That is actually what you don't know mm. that is hurting you and what you don't know oh, that yes. has the potential to actually kill you. In fact, the good mm-hmm. book says, my people perish for lack oh, of knowledge. Exactly, so, yeah. For a very long time, I did not know that I was being abused. I didn't know what the signs of abuse were. I didn't know that is abused, you know? And uh, because it was a religious setting as well, you just tend to think that, okay, it's because this person is a position of authority. This person is, uh, you know, the pastor, you are the member of this, this is a man and you are the woman. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be submissive. But sub- being submissive is not the same thing as being in subjection. Oh, yes. You know, oh, yes. Um, there's this law in the UK that talks about Cohesive Control Act, you know, mm-hmm. and l- recently they were reviewing the law and they got this lady who was the attorney, uh, uh, defense attorney for Sally Cullum mm-hmm. uh, to look into the uh, act of homicide when it comes to domestic abuse, mm-hmm. because it is so, so uh, amazing to realize that domestic abuse is just much more than the physical abuse. Oh, yes. <laughs> the coercive control affects you psychologically, emotionally, mm-hmm. and mentally. And yes. that is absolutely much more dangerous because it just takes your essence and your being away from you. Oh, yes. And they were describing uh, coercive control. They said it's the... Uh, it means that another human being is mm-hmm. controlling you, taking away your liberty and your freedom. Yeah, yeah. You know, and when I heard that, that took me back to Genesis chapter one, that when God created us, when God created the world, he made the animals and he told the man to, ru- to rule and to dominate over the animals, mm. to control the animals, not the woman. When he created the woman, he brought the woman to the man. The man looked at the woman and said, this is the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. She, mm-hmm. she was created to be nurtured. Yes. She was created to be cherished. Oh, she yes. was created to be loved, not mm-hmm. to be controlled. 
Yeah. You know, so it, it's uh, it's sometimes we get this this wrong in our mind, and we believe, begin to believe that what is wrong is actually what is right. Mm. So yeah, uh, the signs had been there, but I didn't know because I didn't know it was abuse. Mm. So if you could share with us what what were the signs that you noticed but didn't know was abuse? Those signs that you didn't recognize then, when you now knew it was abuse, what were they? Um, I would say from the beginning, uh, there's been coercive control, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which I said is psychological and emotional abuse. Yeah. Uh, you know, n- you not having the freedom to do what you want to do mm-hmm. or to, you know, go where you want to go, you know, and it's, it's important for us to know that God did not, even God doesn't control us oh yes it doesn't he creates he's the creator of the whole wide world but yet he has given man the power of choice mm-hmm. he, he he makes us he says choose you this day whom you will serve yeah i mean sometimes when people are coming to me and saying oh they have been living God for this marriage i'm like do you really think that mm-hmm. this marriage is the most important thing to god mm-hmm. that god will not force force himself to do something that the both parties are not dis- chosen to do. Now, God sent his only begotten son to die for the whole of the world. He shed the blood of the son. And yeah. he, said, he said, this is, I wish, I desire that all men be saved. Yeah. That's what God wants. But if yeah. I ask you today, are all men saved? Not is at everybody all. everybody in the world Absolutely saved? not. not Don't you at think all. that if God was a controlling God, he would have just made everybody by force be saved? Yeah. By now, everyone would have been saved. Yeah, everyone would have been saved. Exactly. He's not giving us the power of choice. Choose yes. this day whom you will serve. Mm, yes. So yeah. if God does not control us, even as far as he's God, why should another human being be controlling another human being? It is wrong. It is. Because God. we have all been created as individuals. We all have our own purposes. We have our own race to run. Mm. So those are some of the things that were there. The control was strong. The, mm. the, the restraint from doing things was strong. It was either my way or no way. You oh, know, wow. and the name calling wow. was there. The, mm. the, the, the uh, uh, embarrassing, embarrassment in public, all of that were there. And it aggravated even to physical abuse as well. Because I normally say one thing that uh, abuse tolerated becomes aggravated. Yeah, that's true. So were all these signs um, before you got married, were all these signs in the relationship before you got married, as in the control of, you know? Yeah, the, the, the control were there. And again, there were some questionable uh, behaviors, which I kind of just explained away. Mm. But the, all the signs and the controls were there, yeah. Oh, yes. You see, I think I, I, when, when uh, during courtship, we, we tend to just overlook things and... Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Then again, we might mm-hmm. not even know that those signs are abuse signs, abuse, you know, we, we, we just mm-hmm. overlook it. Or even if someone points, points it out to us, we just think, hmm, they'll just say, like how people would say that you just have to, um, you just have to be submissive or you just have to endure. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. that part of, you know, you um, going to your husband's house means um, it's a place to learn. Do you yeah. do heard that word before that it's a place it's to a learn? Place to suffer. It's a, uh, <laughs> 
want to think it's a, it's a place of learning or something. Yeah, it's a place of learning as if it's a school, you know, that you learn mm. there. So, and um, yeah, so when we when we notice all these signs, you think, okay, hmm, maybe that's the, again, it's, sometimes you come from a home that is abusive as well. So you think that's it's normal when exactly. it's not. Yeah, so oh, well, we thank God. <laughs> thank God. Thank God for life. Thank God. So um, uh, you, you've already told us how long you were in the relationship for, for 16 good years. Mm -hmm. 16, wow, wow. So um, why did you stay for 16 years? 16, was there a reason for staying for that long or? Um, thank you. I get asked this question a lot. Why did you stay yeah. for that because, long? Because it's, uh, people mm. ask that question and I, and um, I have always, <laughs> sometimes I say to myself, well, you know, why, why do people ask, why do you, if you're in my shoes, you would, you know, no, you are no. not, actually, you're not in my shoes. So exactly. I think I ask you this question today so that, um, you know, our listeners, especially those that um, have not experienced abuse, you know, they will no. understand why, no. you know, women stay in abusive relationships. That it's not that they, they want to, you know, yeah. they don't want to. Is that is not mm. what they want? But mm. because of the way things were, or you know, it, it's difficult to just pick up your things and leave like that. So Absolutely. if you if you can um, tell us more about that. Okay. Um. Thank you very much for that question. I'll go back to what I said about knowledge. Mm. Uh, that uh, my people perish for lack of knowledge, and what you yes. do is really what is hurting you. Mm. So if, if you don't know, for instance, that, um, you know, uh, if you put your hand inside fire, you don't know that it's going to hurt you. Nobody has told you that before. And you see the fire, it's orange, it's yellow, it looks good. Mm. So you tell yourself, I'm going to keep going. You see it in front of you, but you keep walking towards it because you don't know. Mm. You never heard of fire before in your life. Mm -hmm. But it's ahead of you. People that are already, like, this, this is fire, they turn back. But you just keep going because why are they turning back? You know, I don't know what that is, but I'm just going to see what it is. It looks interesting. It looks colorful. Mm. You know, so what you don't know is actually what you hurt. So mm. that's one. Mm. Because like I said, for a long time, I didn't know that this was called, all these acts were called abuse. Yeah. Even uh, the, the religious authorities didn't mm -hmm. help because um, they didn't call it what it was. Mm -hmm. They just kept saying it is a difficult marriage, mm. uh, it will get better, just mm. be more respectful, be more prayerful. Mm. And you know, um, life was at, at stake because uh, if you're in a domestic, if you're in an environment of domestic violence, mm. anything can happen to you. Oh, yes. I've heard oh, yes. stories upon stories upon stories. Mm -hmm. So that, that is that is not one I didn't know. And um, the people around me also, like the spiritual authorities, mm -hmm. then didn't help as well. Secondly, um, when it comes to psychological abuse, mm -hmm. you know, I normally ask people this question when they ask me this question. I said, why do you think somebody mm -hmm. will take a knapsack, strap it to themselves and go and die? Mm -hmm. Why do you think they do that? Mm -hmm. Why? Because they have been brainwashed. Mm. They at that point in time, what they are doing is the best. Like all of you, every other person, you people, you don't know anything. Mm -hmm. You don't know anything. You all of you are wrong. Mm. Because 
Watch, that's the power of the mind. Yeah. And yes. you know, we, we use it as, as a coach. I use it for my clients a lot in mm. the positive side, telling yes. them to affirm, to receive their affirmation, and they begin to tell me that things are actually uh, getting better. They are feeling good about themselves yes. because now they are telling their brain good mm. things. Yes. And so it also works in the negative. Mm. Looks at you and keeps telling you that mm. you better be happy that I married you. Mm. you do a favor by marrying you. If I somebody mm. else will marry you, you are not good for anything. You no, are stupid, you are foolish, you are useless. When you keep hearing that over and over and over again, mm-hmm. you get subconscious and mm. you begin to believe it mm. that nobody loves me. Mm. I can't leave. If I leave, there will be, there's nowhere for me to go. Mm-hmm. There's no life. I, I I had somebody, a spiritual authority, told me that you don't have a life outside that man. Wow. Not just the demand say it. I, another spiritual authority said it to me. So wow. in my head, all of those things were going into my subconscious. Mm-hmm. That there, I didn't have a choice. Mm. I was brainwashed to believe that I did not have a choice. And I had to stay in that terrible, horrible place mm-hmm. in the name of marriage. So I would say those are the basic reasons, you know, why it, it, it happened like that. And also, um, abusers keep you in isolation. Yeah. They only allow you to relate with people that think like them. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So people that will say the same thing that they will say, people that say things the way they say, people that they will allow you to mix with. But anybody that believes will reason normally, they will shield you away from them. Mm. Wow. So, um. The, um, all the church leaders and um, no one at all that you, you were able to run to or to speak to about what or what's going on then? Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, uh, abusers will isolate you. Mm-hmm. So even though there were other people around me that I could speak to, I did not have the opportunity and the freedom and the liberty to speak to them. Mm. there was only one person that I was allowed to speak with and this person thinks like him so this person keeps saying don't worry it will be fine keep praying keep doing this keep doing that that person never called it what it was he never called it abuse mm. but you know that God in his goodness and his faithfulness God was open to oh, God was able to make a way for me to uh with wisdom get close to other spiritual leaders and it was actually one, two, three of them that told me this is abuse. If you mm. if you want to live, if you want to be alive and look after your children, you need to find your way out of there. Mm. Actually, it was a very, very respectable uh, woman of God who is well known in the mm. country of Nigeria, mm-hmm. which I'll be forever grateful to, who mm. called my daddy. Mm. This woman of God picked up her phone. There was a day I, I, you know, there was an incident and he was throwing things and, you know, abuse was going on. And I ran and hid in the toilet. And mm. I called this woman of God. I said, you started again. You know, I'm scared. And she said, Jola, is your daddy still alive? I said, yes, my dad. Give mm. me your daddy's number. And immediately she ran to my dad and told my dad, if you want your daughter's life, if you value your daughter's life, go mm. and take that away from that man before mm. he kills her. Mm. 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 So, you know, that's what I said about shielding you. They shield you from those they know that yeah. know what they are doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. I mean, yeah, in saying that uh, it wasn't religious, yes, 
the, the, the person God still used me, still used to bring me out of that, that, that dungeon mm-hmm. is a woman of God. Wow. Thank God. Thank God. So where, where your parents were, were they involved as in, did they know about the abuse then? Were, were, have they, you know, during that time, yeah i mean my my parents got to know for the first time in 2016 that was when this uh, woman of god rang them okay oh wow yeah they got to know that was in 2016 that was the first time they got to know and um i eventually left in 2017 because there was there were no changes you know um and all of that so yeah so how did you get out of that relationship how 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 were you able to leave we told, uh, you know, the it was, well, we, I mean, I left um, without, without um, him knowing, and it was with the help of my parents, mm-hmm. um, just my parents and this woman of God that I said, mm-hmm. uh, well, along with my parents, um, they just felt that, you know, there was danger, mm-hmm. and um, they just had that strong intuition that something terrible was going to happen, and I also felt it, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm. Could smell death around mm. me. You know? mm. I said it was very thick in the hair. Mm. So with that, um, God just gave them wisdom, gave my parents and this woman of God wisdom, and mm. they just arranged everything. And you know, that's how I left. Yeah. Wow. Thank God for your life. Thank God. God. God really needs you alive. Yes. Because He's got plans for you. He's, he, mm. You know, He's got plans for you. He knows that you know this child of mine. There's something, you know, I've, I've got in store for her and the devil is <laughs> mm-hmm. he's not happy, was not happy about that. And we, you know, so, but we thank God, you know, for life. We thank God that you're alive and well, and, you, you know, touching the lives of others today. Mm-hmm. So how, how about your children? Did they see any of this happening? Or were oh, they yes. young? Um, well, I mean, they grew through it, but um, I would say one of the major mistakes I also made mm. was that I shielded my children a lot from a lot of the incidences. Mm. And because if you know anything about narcissists, narcissists, they are like two-faced people. Mm. So when other people are there, mm. they are very nice. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Very quiet, you know, oh, darling. How are you? Mm. Once it's just you and them, the dragon, the beast mm. comes up. Mm. And so when you tell people, it was quite my situation when I was telling people after I left, you know, about the abyss, people were in shock. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. was like, no, it's not possible. How? And all of that. Yeah. Yes. You understand? That's so that's true. A lot of times, because I still didn't want my children to see their dad as a bad person, mm-hmm. I shielded them from a lot of their abuse, mm. you know? And because I know the triggers, I know what will even trigger a physical uh, abuse, mm. you know? So even when I see that these, the trigger is about to come, so he asks me to do something, and mm-hmm. sometimes I feel that this thing is not what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not in my place to do and insist to do it and all of that. If I refuse to do what he asks me to do, then the next thing will be, don't uh, let me do something that will regret. You know, you will just start getting aggressive and mm-hmm. then the next thing, the hitting will, will happen. So mm-hmm. a lot of times when my children were around, were there, mm-hmm. I just 
quickly go and do whatever you know I've been asked to do so that my children will not see. And even sometimes when it happens, it happens when children are not there, when they are coming, I'll just quickly pretend as if everything is okay. So I believe, you know, it was, well, maybe it works in, it works in, in both ways because uh, maybe I'm happy I did that. But on the other side, um, it, it probably also made it difficult for them to come to terms with everything that is going on. Not that there were not instances of things that, you know, because again, they too did not know that these things were abused. Mm. So now when they're growing up, my first is 18, it is beginning to see that, okay, these things are not the way people should behave because you can be so used to bad behavior that you think that bad behavior is good behavior. It's, yeah, yeah, Understand? yeah. So, you know, I think on both sides, I could have explained things to them and told them this is not the way to behave, this is not good and everything, but, you know, I should have mm. a lot mm. of people. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure the one day they would... Uh, they would be grateful that you know uh, <laughs> that you 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 came out of that uh, abusive relationship because oh, yeah. yeah that that you know that that's what I I say to people as well and to myself then that you know um if if you know if you die today what happens what happens to the children what what mm. happens to them who is going to take care of them you exactly. know so yeah like you said at the beginning that you come first. Or when 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 you take care of, your, of yourself, that's when you can take care of others. And I've heard of some children, you know, later in life, you know, blaming their mother for staying, mm. staying, you know, because <laughs> they now mm. became the enemy of the of the mother because she stayed. Mm. And she mm. stayed because it really messed up the children's life. Exactly, you know, experiencing that, yeah. you know, if they are also being abused. The mother is being abused. The children. Also, also oh, yeah, they are, they are, and it's, it's, it's actually just destroying their their mental health because yeah. you are allowing them to grow up in a toxic environment. Mm. You know, mm. I was, I was, I remember my my elder brother. You know, at some point in time, it was when I was, I kept telling you, oh, somebody, the people will call me. They will say, I think about the children because of the children. Mm. And my brother said, really. That mm. actually, if these people think about the children, they will yeah. not want the children to be in that toxic environment. Yeah. That yeah. is better for the children in an mm. environment where there's toxicity, there's always shouting, crying. Mm. Because we are energy. We carry aura and energy around. If you yes. enter a room and into a house, and that house there is filled with fighting and arguments, you will feel it, you will know. Mm. There's just yes. an unrest in your spirit. Yeah. So which one is better for the child to grow up in that kind of environment or with a single parent where there is peace, there is tranquility, there is love, there is joy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's better for the child, is the environment that is peace that is better for the child. Mm -hmm. So you could stay in a busy marriage because of the children, but you are not helping the children, you are actually destroying mm -hmm. their life. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That is true. So for our listeners that are listening, uh, what will you say to them? you know, that um, they are in abusive relationship or they know someone in abusive relationship, you know, and they have children witnessing this, you know, no matter how we shield them, they, you know, they'll still sense it in a way oh, they no, know. No. They, they will know because when you're not... But I, I'm so, sorry to go to you. I used to yeah. then, I, there's this thing I said, my, my youngest um, is 12 now. Yeah. You know, yeah. back then I just realized that Anytime there's an incident, maybe mm. an abuse has gone on, and I leave the room and I come down to sit in the kitchen, 
mm-hmm. just sitting in the kitchen, maybe doing stuff. He will always, without fail, just mm-hmm. come to me. He will give me a hug and he will give me a peck. Mm. And he will just go back and be doing what he's doing. And oh. I always oh. ask myself, how did this boy know that I was feeling like this? Mm. How did he know what just happened to me? Mm. How? Mm. So they don't know, they can't feel it. You think they don't know, but they do. They do. Yeah, they do. They do. Because, you know, they know when we are happy. When, mm. when mommy's happy, she's either probably sitting in the house, um, mm. playing with them and doing that. But when you are now seated somewhere, mm. Look, you know, your face looks somehow. They will have noticed, they know the signs of, you know, a person that's happy and a person that's really sad. So, mm-hmm. when you, so for him, probably noticing that, noticing that, that there, there are times mommy will be quiet and, you know, looking sad, he'll give her a hug. That's him. Yeah. So, um, what would you say to people in such situation that children are? seeing or kind of sensing that something is going on um i will say with the benefits of hindsight Mm. don't because it's like you are deceiving the children Mm. because they say um indecision is actually still a decision Mm. so by you not saying anything to the children and just pretending as if whatever is happening is not happening you are really deceiving the children Mm. so speak about it to the children mm. you know I, I had um, um, somebody that went through the same thing and she was telling me that she normally calls her children and tells them everything mm. she shows them things that happened because you are now educating the children that's what you're doing mm. but mm. the children know good from bad bad. Yeah. bad behavior and you tell them that you know you, you don't do this to people we don't hit people. You don't mm. talk to people anyhow. You show mm. people respect and yeah. all of that. So talk yeah. about it with your children because whether yeah. by keeping quiet, they mm. are wondering why is why is mommy keeping quiet? Why is daddy doing this to mommy and she's keeping quiet? Mm. They will not be happy with you because and then you are confusing them. They don't know what is wrong from what is right. Mm. But if they see that you are standing up for yourself, you are talk, talking to them about about what is going on. Mm. They, they are educated and they will not fall into the same scenario in the future because I mean imagine a, a, a daughter that's been through that and the mother does not say anything or leave the abuse mm. and then goes on in life and meets a man like the father God mm-hmm. for, and the same thing repeats itself but if that person mm-hmm. that no this mm. is what happened that my mother stood up for I would not accept this mm. they already know so mm. we must educate our children Yes, speak to them because our children are wiser than we think they are. Oh, yes. Yes, that's true. That's true. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So what were the things you did to stay, you know, strong in that relationship, to stay sane? Mm -hmm. You know, 16 years of abuse, emotionally, physically, you know, there are times that you, like when you mentioned you, being in the kitchen, just staying there on your own, or is it, do you have some support system? You know, there are times that you need those, even if it's just uh, listening to music or, uh, you know, Christian song, Bible reading, you know, what were the things that kept you going in that relationship? Mm. Mm. Thank you very much for that question. I'll just first of all say um, God. And when, yeah. I'm, when I say God, I'm not just saying that as a cliche. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. People say, oh, if not for God, no, for me, literally, it was God. Mm-hmm. And um, I was sharing a few days ago where we're talking about the foundations that we give our children. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Bible says that if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Mm-hmm. Also, the Bible says uh, our, our children will be taught of the Lord and great shall be their peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thank God because my parents gave me the best foundation any parent can give a child, mm-hmm. which is a foundation of a strong faith in God. Yes. The foundation of knowing God for myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't just know about God. I knew God for myself. Mm-hmm. And I saw my parents lift what they spoke to us about. Mm-hmm. Didn't tell us to do something and then they were, I mean, and then they were doing the opposite. No. Mm-hmm. When they tell us to pray, even up, my dad is 79. He mm-hmm. still kneels down and does his prayer every day. Mm-hmm. He wakes up in the night and prays mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Mm. so thank god for that kind of uh background that i have and that is the only thing i held up to in the mm. midst of everything in the midst of my confusion mm. that how, how can somebody that calls himself a, a pastor be behaving like this i just knew that god was good mm. i was able to separate what that person was representing from who god was to me oh yes if it was through that man that i got to become a Christian, mm. I wouldn't be a Christian today. Mm. I would, I would, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't even know what I would be doing. But I definitely wouldn't be a Christian. I wouldn't be going to church again. No, I would not have, not have anything to do with church. Mm. But as far as I was concerned, what was modeled to me was just not acceptable. Not Christ. Mm. Mm. But I thank God because I had that foundation. So I held on to God. Mm. I held on to my relationship with God. I absolutely love singing. I absolutely love dancing. And those were some of the things that helped me. Mm. So I, I just sometimes, just even when I can't pray, I just listen to music mm-hmm. and just get to listen to worship songs. Mm. I, you mm. know, sometimes I can't read my Bible, I listen to my Bible. Yeah. You know, so, and my children were just totally seeing them, the, 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 the precious gifts that mm. God gave me in them. Mm. It also helped me mm. to just keep knowing that mm, God, God loves me and everything will be okay. Mm. You know, yeah. So basically those were. Wow. Oh, thanks for sharing that with us. Thank you. You know, when such relationship toxic relationship like that you, you it's only god yeah. you know if you if you know god uh that that's the that's our only hope because because we know that with him we can sail through any storm and uh, that's so it's good that your parents gave you that solid foundation like you said yeah. if it had been through him that you you knew christ or you became a christian which is true some people have heard of some people that have um have uh, you know stop going to church uh, or even change their religion just oh yes yeah that's if you call yourself you know if you call yourself pastors yes. why should i come to your church or why should i become a christian yeah we thank god for parents <laughs> i probably also say the prayers of my parents yeah uh, even yeah. though they might not know what was going on but mm-hmm. i know that my parents pray for all their children every mm-hmm. day Yes, so yes. Sure prayers also was part of the things that kept me, you know, through all those periods. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that is very important as well, you know, when it comes to prayer, to continue to pray for our children, their relationships, they meet the right person, the right person that God, you know, appointed and say, okay, this is your bone of your bone, flesh of your flesh, you know, that mm. God will lead them to the right homes mm. and as parents who continue to pray for them because our prayers does wonders. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, no, God knows, you know, your parents have been praying for from day one and all the things happening that you're able to be here today and helping others. Yeah, if we look back, I'm sure it's part of them praying that nothing, you're in that house, but nothing will harm you. Uh, okay, we thank God. We thank God. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank God for that. So share with us, you know, how did the abuse impact your physical and mental health? Mm. Um, <laughs> did it impact your physical and mental health in any way absolutely okay <laughs> you know i was um sharing on my uh, ig live show about stress talking about stress uh-huh. yeah but, uh, chronic stress happens to be uh the cause of about 90 percent of the illnesses and diseases that mm. people have yeah you know, uh, because when 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 it comes to stress, it's something that happens on your mind, and it automatically starts to manifest in your physical body. Yes, yes. Man yes. is the spirit; he has a soul, and he lives in a body, mm-hmm. and they are all intertwined. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I I was diagnosed about uh, 10, 10 or twelve years ago. Um, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. Mm. Um, even without any history so I knew that that was because of the stress from the marriage now yes um and I had to go on medication for that Mm. um I I also had cancer Mm. um I had a skin cancer which was on my left shoulder Mm. and um the doctors kept saying to me, you know they had to initially the tumor was there for a while and then they did the biopsy and then it was they said it was cancer and they needed to operate. Mm. And they kept saying they've not experienced. And I had the operation here in the UK, mm. uh, a cancerous growth on a shoulder before. So oh, the operation wow. was because because the place, there was not a lot of flesh, you know, as you know, on your shoulder. Yeah. So it was quite a delicate uh, mm. to make sure that they don't damage, damage any of my nerves. Mm. And they had to the graft from my leg, from my thigh. Mm. You know, to cover up the place so that it doesn't the hole there is not you know too much and it, my nerves are protected you know and now with my knowledge of uh, uh, NLP uh, psychology therapy I know mm. that when you have a pain mm. on your shoulder mm. is because you are carrying a burden oh yes a partner, mm. Mm. so there is a direct link between the cancer I had with and the abusive marriage Mm -hmm. so you know amongst other things i suffered with migraine for years and years Mm -hmm. but i remember after i left Mm -hmm. i just knew that every sunday afternoon the migraine is really bad i'll be turning Mm -hmm. i'll use paracetamol and panadol it will not go Mm -hmm. i will be turning and toughing and turning and holding my head every Mm -hmm. sunday Mm -hmm. i just then realized about six months or so after that, I said, wait a minute. Hmm. I don't have these headaches again. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> I didn't use no medication. I didn't use nothing. Uh, I suddenly realized that the headaches were gone. Mm, that's it. Abuse, stressed, stress from the abusive marriage. Yeah. You know, and when you talk, uh, when you talk about mental health, mm. I had to that I actually attempted to kill myself once. I took overdose. Wow. Because I felt I was useless, as mm. they were saying, I wasn't worth anything, nobody loved me, nobody liked me, mm. and I was always a problem, everything I do causes problems, so, you know, all of that affected my mental health, stripped me of my self-esteem, mm. you know, but I thank God because I've been able to rebuild all of that, and I love life, and I'm helping people to recover, and to love themselves, to feel good about themselves, mm. and to accept themselves, and pursue their purpose. Mm. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Thank God for your life. Yeah, that part that you mentioned about um, what the stress we go through in an in abusive relationship can lead mm. to different health health issues. Oh, yeah. That is very important. There's so many many cases like that. It's not, and some people will complain of uh, pain, joint pains, you mm. know, hypermyia, and so many immune system problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all because of this stress that we, we have stored in. And you, like you said at the beginning as well, that you didn't tell anybody, you didn't tell your parents and all that. You know, we keep this to ourselves because mm-hmm. it's like our body is in shock because of mm-hmm. uh, what's, what's going on. And we find it difficult to now go out to people and start saying, you know, this is going on or this is going on. You think, okay, oh, I'm praying to God things will change, you know, everything will work out. So we keep all this, we store all this stress, we store it and our body, you know, it's, oh. it's only a little that it can take. After yeah. a while, it starts manifesting in different, you know, ways in, the, or, you know, in our body, it could be joint pains like, you know, are you having headaches? And the moment mm-hmm. you, you know, all mm-hmm. you left that relationship, everything just disappeared. Mm-hmm. So, um, so to all our listeners listening to this uh, podcast, please, please, please don't suffer in silence. <laughs> don't suffer in silence. Reach out to your loved ones, to those that you know that can support you or you call your domestic um, violence helpline, you know, and um, uh, it's very important that you, um, you stay alive for your children's sake. <laughs> So um, when you left, what challenges did you face when you left? You know, because sometimes when we leave, because I would say even that's one of the, the challenges that we might face is one of the reasons some people stay, you understand? Yeah. So uh, yeah, so what, when you left, what challenges yeah. did you face? Um, thank you very much for that. I think that's quite important. And I think maybe I should also probably say, uh, when you asked, why did I stay for so long? So apart from um, the psychological and the mental brainwash that mm-hmm. you can't have a life outside of them, and that you also didn't know that uh, what was going on was abuse. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that you've been, in, you've been, uh, you've been stripped of the power to of financial power mm-hmm. because narcissists also make sure that you are dependent on them for mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people cannot live because they don't have money mm-hmm. how are they going to sustain themselves because it's if anybody has been truly been abused mm-hmm. 
you will not have money. Mm-hmm. Because oh, the abuser yeah. makes sure, even if sometimes when you are working, mm. they make sure you spend all your money. Mm. They have a way of making sure you always spend all your money and mm. you don't have any savings because they want you to be dependent on, on them. The, oh yes. Oh In yes. In my own case, I wasn't I wasn't even allowed to work. Oh wow. I remember there was a time because I did accounting mm-hmm. for my first degree. I have a master's in financial decision analysis. And mm-hmm. I was saying I wanted to go and get the job. I wanted to work. And, you know, I remember his response to me very vividly. If you refuse to work with me, I will beat you up and send it to your father. I will not recognize you again. Ah. So wow. I did wow. not have a choice. I couldn't go and get a job. I had to be working with him, you know, as with the church or whatever it is that he was doing then. There was no organization. It was the one that was doing everything. It was the accountant. So it was whatever he gave me, mm. which was even, not even never enough for the house. Mm. So this was part of the challenges of even if you think that you want to be, how are you going to live? Mm-hmm. How are you going to sustain yourself? Mm. This is part of the challenges that, you know, after I left, I, I had to deal with. But I'm so, so grateful to God. Mm. And God, you know, surround, surrounded me with wonderful beautiful family amazing friends Mm -hmm. and i've been able to get back into work for the past Mm -hmm. four years i've been working i've been earning Mm -hmm. i have my own money for the first time and it feels good Mm -hmm. i can't spend my own money so this this, um, also is a challenge for people but i believe there are organizations you know Mm -hmm. uh, that help people because you don't there's no reason for you to stay in a domestic domestic environment there is no reason Mm-hmm. Because if you lose your life, what is mm-hmm. going to become of you? What is going to become of your of your children? Mm-hmm. There is absolutely no reason. What you will think that you will gain? Because some people, the man is very rich, and they feel mm-hmm. that where am I going to start from? You know, I have a kind of. I mean, in, in my own case, and and probably why some people also were like, "What you left?" And mm-hmm. he also did think that you know, maybe my living was temporary. I was going to come back because yes, he was a pastor. He had a job about 500 people. I was the first lady. And he felt that, okay, even all of that glamour would not make me want to leave. Or, hey, I was dying. What is the point of me being dead? And I want to stay with one glamour. Or people calling me, what do they call them now? First lady. Oh, my life is more important. My purpose is more important. My destiny is more important than all of that. Sometimes people find it difficult to leave because of some things like that, but you need to sit down and have a meeting with yourself and ask yourself important. Mm. If you drop dead today, next, mm. give it a few weeks, the man mm. will marry another woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You suffered on the earth. You Now you, you're going mm-hmm. to suffer again. So it's not worth it. Mm. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that is important for uh, pastors' wives. Pastors' wives that are going through things like this and, you know, can't can't say anything because you know they're the first lady oh yes yeah i I believe there's so many pastors wives that are going through things that we're sharing right now that you know can't even say anything to anyone because who do they turn to who would they turn to absolutely you know because people are looking up to them uh god god will help all our pastors Mm. wives and Mm. uh, you know i i pray that they would connect with those that would be able to help them Thank God for your life. I thank God for your life that you're here and touching lives. So about forgiveness, mm. do you forgive? 
that's a big one, isn't it? Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you forgive yeah. your abuser? Oh, you know, you know what I say about forgiveness? Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and affecting the other person to die. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh for your own sake, mm-hmm. you have to forgive. Oh yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. um let me the a kind of analogy I normally use is um when you talk about as a psychologist, I understand that there are personality disorders and narcissism mm-hmm. is a personality disorder. Oh yes. Okay. So I normally ask people that if, um, so let's talk about psychosis, which everybody knows that, okay, somebody that has psychosis uh, is is mad. You know, the way we say it in Africa, this person mm-hmm. is crazy, this person mm-hmm. is a mad person. So you see a mad person on the road, mm-hmm. the person has got a knife, mm-hmm. a cutlass, and the person is after you, chasing you, and say, come, 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 you know, and he's laughing at, would you say, oh, I'm a child of God, I'm a Christian, I need to help this man. <laughs> oh, I the man. I have I have to take him to my house. You have to say, oh, enter my car, take him, take him to my house because I'm a child of God, I'm a Christian. Who is gonna do that? I don't know if anybody's gonna do that, but the probability that anybody will do that is like 0.5%. Mm. You will not do that because you know this person is dangerous. Mm. I might lose my life trying to say, Hey, I want to show the love of God. I will get us to help him. Yeah. I- Stay far away from him and love him from afar and pray for him from afar. So also sometimes we realize that uh, somebody, because I've heard this before, so maybe if you stay with him, he will get better. Really? <laughs> so why don't you stay with that mad person? I say, if you stay with him, the person will get better. Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. So the first place to start that love starts from is yourself. Mm. Yeah, and your loving yourself means you see danger mm. and you stay away from danger. Mm. So I forgive because I am a child of God, and unforgiveness. So unforgiveness is like you see the person, you see the spiritual, and then you start getting upset. Your mood changes. You say, "Oh, I don't need that. Mm. I don't need that." So mm. I'm forgiven. I don't wish him any evil in his life. Mm-hmm. He will meet whatever happens. You know, the mm. future. I've, I've moved on, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes people say forgive and, I, and forget. And I say, show me where that is in the Bible. <laughs> because if you forgive and forget, I'm sorry that I'm going to use this word, but you're not just wise. You're not a wise person. Mm-hmm. Because if you forget that that fire was hot the last time you touch it, yeah. you will go and touch it again and you get burnt it's again. About, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. But Apostle Paul says, this one thing I do, forgetting the things that are behind. is a, a process. It's something that happens over time. It's mm-hmm. just like when you have a, vis- a physical wound. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just heal overnight. Yes, it's yes. a process. Mm-hmm. It keeps, and even there is no way. So I have a massive wound on my shoulder. Mm. It's been, I had the operation in 2015. Mm. It's never going to look like my other shoulder where nothing happened to. Mm-hmm. It's never. Yeah, that's true. Even people that have had a wound that's been as healed for 50 years, you can still mm-hmm. see the scar there. The scar, yeah, it's just still there. Forgive and forget. That means there will be no scar there at all. No, the scar will always be there. Mm-hmm. But it's there to help you help other people, to remind you what you should not allow yourself to go through again. The scar mm-hmm. is there as a lesson mm-hmm. for you and for the people that you are sent to. Yes, that's true. Yeah, 
Thank you. Yeah, that's that's very important. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is for for us, the survivor or the thriving survivor. Yeah. You know, those that came out of that abusive relationship, the forgiveness is for us, not for the abuser. Oh, yeah. You know, because that's how we can move on. You oh, know, yeah. get up and move on. If we're still oppressed with you know, with all the things that's going on, still, you know, even after we are out of it we can't move forward if that unforgiveness is there. So yeah, that's very important. That's very, very, very important forgiveness because that's when we can feel free to be able to do all the things that God has called us to do. Yeah, thank you for sharing. So your recovery and healing journey, share it with, uh, with our listeners, how you recovered and you're here today helping others. So what, uh, what would that... Um, recovery process um, first of all i would say um let me just say this that it's okay not to be okay mm. um, the society we live in sort of uh, stigmatize mental health challenges mm. so the first thing i did was to accept the fact that i was not okay mm-hmm. yeah and that yeah. it was okay for me not to be okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and therefore i sought uh, professional help Mm-hmm. I went through a series of therapy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I went through coaching mm-hmm. and I was able to heal mm-hmm. and to discover myself and to mm-hmm. begin to gain my self-confidence and my self-esteem. I had people that handheld him for, unheld me for a while, mm-hmm. you know, to help me through that journey of healing and the journey of discovering myself, mm-hmm. the, the journey of accepting myself. Mm. The journey of loving myself mm. so I can then begin to love other people and mm. give of myself to mm. my world. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. So how, how are you now helping others? How are you? I know you've shared a bit about it. So to round up, how are you now yeah. helping others to discover themselves? Right. Yeah. Right. So um, I'm a certified life coach. Uh, I'm also a certified uh, NLP neuro linguistic uh, practitioner and uh, emotional freedom technique practitioner, mm-hmm. and I have the cognitive uh, CBT in view. Um, so I've done all of that to understand people's mind, understand their emotions, understand their soul, mm-hmm. and so I work with uh, clients on a one-to-one basis. So I have. A lot of clients that I work with one-on-one on a weekly basis, we meet for sessions. Uh, I give them uh, assignments, talk through what they are going through. I help them set goals. Uh, also, I do interventions for them uh, when, it, when it comes to uh, therapy to help them overcome uh, self-limiting beliefs mm-hmm. and any negative belief that is holding them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, from time to time, I also have uh, master classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a signature masterclass called Boost Your Self-Confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do that uh, regularly uh, mm-hmm. where I bring people together, uh, you know, in group coaching, uh, help them to, you know, increase their confidence level because yeah. if you don't have confidence, you can't really be productive in any, any area of your life. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, I do facilitation. So I, I do public speaking. I do facilitation training mm-hmm. people, you know, to have good self-esteem, feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, every week on Instagram, I also do an Instagram live uh, on that bell moment. Mm-hmm. 
mm. where I also educate people and bring uh, guests, you know, from time to time and share things that will help people just be good and feel good. Yeah. Oh wow, fantastic! You're you're into a lot, you know. See, look at what the devil is trying to destroy. <laughs> and yes, he failed. He failed totally. Yeah, Thank absolutely. God. Thank God that you're alive and well today. You know, yeah. to be a mother to your children and also to be uh, fulfilling purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, to our listeners, to our listeners, um, and those that know someone or maybe one of their loved ones listening to this um, podcast, what would you say to them? I would just say, know yourself. Um, Socrates says the the beginning of wisdom is to know yourself. Mm. So know yourself and be yourself. Mm. You know, know yourself and be yourself and don't be secretive. That was part of the mistake I also made. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I kept things to myself. Mm. and don't allow shame to stop you from getting healing Mm. don't allow shame there's nothing to be ashamed of if you're not okay if you're having mental challenges there is absolutely nothing to be ashamed of seek help seek professional help you know and get well because when you are well you can be more productive you can live a happier life you can be a blessing to people around you Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much for, you know, honoring my invitation to my to pleasure. Join me thank tonight. you. Me. Thank you. Thank you very much. And for all our listeners, those that are in abusive relationships, to you uh, or know someone in abusive relationship, do reach out. Do reach out. Dora is there. I'm here as well. Do reach out and don't suffer in silence. I keep saying that. <laughs> don't suffer in silence. No, because there's help out there for you. And um, I would like to say thank you again for joining us, Jala. Thank you and God bless. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me this week on the Restored Hope podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at BCG, that's B-I-S-S-Y-G, and on my Facebook page, Restored Hope. This is a private group for victims and survivors of domestic abuse where you can receive support, build your confidence and be empowered to live the life that you love. You can also send me an email at restoredhope21 at gmail.com. If you love the show, please share with friends and families. Also subscribe to the show to catch every episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you amazing content. Thank you for listening. See you next time for another amazing episode. I remain your lovely host, Basic Badibo. Bye for now and God bless.